Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Broken to Beautifully Blended. I'm Rockford. This is April, and we're here with our oldest daughter, Allison, today. We're going to explore a little bit about what she thinks about our blended family and maybe get a little insight into what she remembers of life before and sort of get to know her a little bit. So, uh, Allison, tell the folks a little bit about yourself. Um. I am 19. I tell him your name. I'm kidding. <laughs> 19. I'm in cosmetology school. I'll be graduating in August, and I'm a waitress. And then I have a boyfriend that is a little bit older than me that doesn't come around a lot. <laughs> you wanted to be real. That, that's exactly true. I, I said just before we started, how come he doesn't ever come see us? So, all right. 19. Going to be done with school before long. Mm -hmm. So, uh, do you remember life before we got married? Mm -hmm. So, what do you remember about pre-married to Rockford days? Well, I remember our old house where we lived with Aunt Carol and Giovanni. I had my own bedroom. That was like the only Lord. time I Lord had my days. own bedroom. And I'm still very sad about it. I still want my own bedroom, but you know, I'm gonna move out for that now. Um, I also remember living with Nana and Grandpa John, sh sharing the bedroom with Thomas and sleeping in the bunk beds. That was right before we got married. Mm -hmm. So, uh, d did life seem different then than it does now? Well, mom was always working and having to make enough money so that we could what, uh, live, yeah. I guess. And it was always, we had to have somebody else watch us so that she could go work. So, Nana and Grandpa John would watch us so she was at work, and then she'd get home, hang out with us for a little bit, and then go to bed, restart. Whereas, now that she has you, and she's had you for 10 years, she can, <laughs> well, she can work, she can be here, she can actually be part of us growing up instead of somebody else is there. Right. Right. So... What do you have for mom? Ask her a question. Okay, so we have talked on our episode two and three about our views on what we thought marriage was going to be like. And you mm -hmm. have seen my first marriage, and mm -hmm. you've seen this marriage. And not just this marriage, but the first five years to where it was very rocky, and then the next five years to where it was very different. Mm -hmm. Blissful, so, one might say. Oh, he's <laughs> a liar. <laughs> oh, so what is your thoughts as a young woman about what marriage is going to look like for you well seeing the way that you guys have gone from arguing all the time to arguing only whenever it's something that needs to be said and it needs to be worked on I'm hoping I don't argue a lot 
because I've seen some bad arguments with y'all, and I don't like that. Um, I also understand that um, I'm very gun-ho set and being independent, and I'm going to have to rely on somebody else to be there. I don't know how well I'm going to do that, but... So, how does it how does it work with you and Alex? I mean, do you guys feed off of each other, or is it you just sort of telling him what to do, or what? No, we feed off each other a lot. Um, when we first started out, it was a lot of me telling him what to do, and then as we've been together a lot longer, I've backed off from being very like, we need to do this, let's go, we're going to do this, to where now it's like, we could sit in a room and I'm like, hey, can you do this? And then he'll be like, yeah, can you do this? And okay. it's not us like demanding for each other to do something. <laughs> do we feed off of each other? <laughs> Most days. Uh, yeah, that, that's probably a good answer. Most days. <laughs> so. The first five years, mm -hmm. you alluded to the fact that we argued quite a bit mm -hmm. and that could get very intense. So what was that like from a kid's perspective? Some very scary car drives. What does that mean? Y'all would start arguing and then you would just shut down real quick. Yeah. And it would just be like... In the car? Oh, yes. You would argue... <laughs> There would be an argument, and then you would stop talking to each other, and you would look out the window, each of you, not say a thing, and then we would be sitting in the back like, I don't want to say anything, because I feel like I'm going to get my head bit off. I don't want anything to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but, Interesting. I don't remember a lot of fights in the car. I remember a lot of fights at home. I don't remember very many in the car. I remember the fights when you're sitting in the kitchen arguing with each other, and you think we could hear you, so then you kind of start like quietly arguing with each other and I always hated that and I'm like we could still hear you I don't understand why you got a lot lower well that's what parents do <laughs> well that's what we used to do now you go upstairs <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's not like we can't hear you up there either but I mean there's a lot more walls between us then so since then uh what have you noticed over the last five years that's been different? I've seen you guys be more of a unit when you're talking to us kids. And it's not like you're both having your points coming at it and contradicting each other and then telling us something. Whereas now I see you guys being more of a unit talking to us. Okay. So has it affected at all? your idea of what marriage is? Has your idea of what marriage is changed in the last five years? Now, yes. some of it's going to change because of your age. I mean, mm -hmm. most young girls grow up, young teen years. I mean, it's like a fantasy for getting married, like the, the day of getting married. But, the wedding. Um, is that what it's called? <laughs> this is why we have a lot of arguments because I'm a little bit smart aleck at times. Um, yes, it has. 
like the first five years, I was afraid of marriage because I didn't want to argue with somebody all the time. And I didn't want to constantly be angry at somebody all the time. And now that I've seen, like as I've gotten older, that it's not about the arguments, that you two love each other a lot, and that you're not, you both think different ways. She is very strong-willed, whereas you are very sarcastic. You're also very strong-willed, but yours is like more of like a, I know. I'm playful. Yes. And she, she is... It's taken she's her a terrifying. long time. <laughs> she's straight terrifying. She she doesn't she doesn't play. When things are when things are serious, she has no playful. And I try to break the tension, and she's just like, "Oh, we're doing it my way." And yeah, that was a big source of our argument. I mean, those that type of deal of of having those attitudes and being so different. Uh, that was that was a huge source of what caused us to argue because <laughs> it was like just relax <laughs> and she's like I'm serious y'all <laughs> I know how serious she was she's packed up my bedroom like twice whenever she got angry at me and I was like really and then you were over here like that was kind of harsh and she was like nope it's all gone yeah so what what is marriage the unity of two people. Okay, thanks for the text. Well, I'm saying like two best friends coming together and being together for like the rest of their lives. Okay. Because I honestly don't think that you would have lasted if you didn't become like best friends. Well, maybe. I don't think we would have lasted, period, if God wouldn't have intervened in mm-hmm. who who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, we Jesus juked ourselves, as the kids would say. <laughs> so, tell us a little bit about what it's like being the oldest of five blended children. I'm the example of everyone. You're what they call the rough draft. Yes. <laughs> I'm the guinea pig. Yeah. I get a lot of the... Like the phone. I was told no phone until junior year. I get a phone because Jaden's a freshman. And I was like, that's ridiculous. I've gone through almost graduating high school without getting a phone. She's just starting high school. She gets a phone. Is that the criteria that we used? Yes. She got a phone because she was going into high school. I don't remember the exact criteria. And then but it that, changed I mean, to 13. I, I, listen, I promise you, I, from your perspective, I'm certain that that is exactly what happened. I'm not saying that that's not, but that's part of being the older one. I'm sure that there are some things that uh, you were held to a different standard than the other kids have been. By the time you get down to Lauren, I mean, you're like, geez, if it would only been that easy. So do you think that it's made you stronger? Do you think it's made you a little bit more rebellious? What, how do you think it's affected you? Well, I can tell like out whenever I'm in class with people and they're talking about things that I feel like the older sister in the room because like they'll start doing something and I'm like, mm, 
not a smart idea. You don't, you don't want the way that's going to go. I can promise you, I could tell how this is going to go and it's going to be a bad day happening for all of us if you don't stop. And I can also tell like in my friend group, having had four other siblings around, I can tell like, oh man, like I'm pretty sure I'm more like mature than all of you people are because they're all, I'm friends with a lot of people that are only the only child. And they don't understand, like, what it was like to, you know, grow up with, like, four other, like, friends that you got to actually grow up with. Okay, so let, let me say, let me be clear. You're calling the other four children that live in this house friends. Yes. Huh. I tell Reagan a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff that I would never tell you to. Yeah. I also tell Jane a lot of stuff that I would never tell you to. Thomas, I feel like I get to be, like, the older friend, the older sister a lot, too, where I'm like, you know, I saw how this went for me. You don't want to do that. You really don't want to do that. Like, the other night, whenever he got left at the ag barn, because he was being a butt. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, whenever he got in the car, I was like, you messed up, and I can promise you, you don't want to do it again. <laughs> and I was like, next time, they're going to leave you here when nobody's here, and it's going to be a lot colder. Yeah. And I was like, I would honestly just stop picking a fight. It's what you're doing. Stop picking a fight. Lauren and I don't talk much. Yeah. You, you, guys, you guys are very similar. You don't hear what Reagan is saying, really, but she goes, it's because you two are the same person. And like any two people that are the same, if you say they're the same, it makes them angry. No, I'm not. I don't get angry whenever people tell me that I look like bomb and that we act that's, alike. Uh, that's different. It's that's a different deal. Now I can remember growing up. My sister and my dad were very similar, and if you ask or said either of to either of them that they were similar, you but you gotta you gotta be ready to duck because <laughs> there was somebody fixing to get punched. So now talking about being the oldest. Mm-hmm. Every oldest kid sort of has that experience. I mean, that, that is, that's a normal thing for the oldest child because there's no manual that tells you how to be a parent. So um, talk a little bit about the roles of the, of the siblings that you have. So now you have you and Thomas, you came with mom and you know each other you've been around each other your whole lives and then you take three other ones and you stick them in there how did that how'd that go for you jane and i hated each other because it was two of the older like the oldest having to work together and that didn't work very well she hated that she was no longer the oldest i can tell you that right now and we had to both work on being uh okay with us being the oldest which took a while because I remember the fight. Didn't you chase her with a knife one time? I thought it was Reagan that I chased. No, no, no. It was Jaden and Reagan was on I the couch I crying. I remember that. <laughs> Reagan was on the couch crying. We were trying to have a date night. <laughs> Somehow there was a She tried to choke because... me. Okay, don't even be like she chased her with a knife. <laughs> she choked me Listen, and mom came in and yelled at her. She's she's gonna get her chance to speak as to why that came about. But that came I about because that. she was throwing a fit and grabbed a knife and I was like, Don't grab a knife 
And I was like, you know what? It was over, I drive it was the, over the dinner. You guys are making pizza or something, right? No. I don't remember what it was, but I just that's one of the things that sticks out to me. But you and Jaden have now shared a room for what, like four years, five, five years, something years. like that? Mm-hmm. And it's a lot different now, mm-hmm. right? She uses my clothes, I use her clothes. She can use my makeup whenever she wants. She now knows the password to my laptop so she can get on there if she needs to. Pretty sure she knows the passwords to everything so she can get on there if she needs to. Good, so you become friends. Mm -hmm. And there was even a point, what, two years ago that right after Jaden started driving that she hit a trash can? (laughs) Yeah, she hit a trash can and instead of going up and telling the parents, she came and got me. And we went outside and started to take the light off, the a window mirror off. Couldn't figure out how, so we called Papa. He told us how. Got it off. Still didn't go tell the parents. He came, fixed the uh, mirror. Then he ended up telling them. Because he was like, I brought the mirror. Because he showed up and then neither of us were here. Yeah. Neither of us were here. I was here. I mean, what are the chances that this could happen? And he called me and said, let the girls know that I've fixed the mirror. And I said, what was wrong with the mirror? And he said, they told me they were going to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) I told Jane she had to tell you because it was not me that hit the the mirror. And I said, well, they did not tell me. So what's going on? And he said, apparently there was a runaway trash can. It got hit. And the good thing is, is that the kids, they got together and they figured out how to get it fixed. And I said, uh-huh. The okay. funny thing is that okay, they that don't know tonight. is I let Jaden take my car to school. And then once it was fixed, I drove the, is that a Nissan? Yeah. Drove the Nissan over to the school, got in my car, and then left her with the keys and like drove my car on to work so that... You wouldn't have known. It's a big but master then, plan that they had. <laughs> Papa messed it up for you, huh? But I mean that but that shows what coming together can do and how um, you're able to overcome some of those differences mm-hmm. uh, as a blended family. Now there are still days, still to this day kids at different times believe that they get treated differently based on who their biological parent is. Now, does that seem like that's as big a deal now as it was in the beginning? In the beginning, I felt like you were gung-ho, like, trying to make a point of me. And now I understand, like, no. like It wasn't like he was rooting for me to fail. It was... He just, you know, you didn't have the same expectations that mom had of me. And now that you've been together as long as you have, you both have the same expectations of me. And I understand that it's not just me and you fighting each other all the time. It's a hard deal. I mean, it's a hard thing to understand that, especially at 9, 10, 11 years old, trying to figure out that this other person has has come into your family and now you are you're trying to figure out why they're pushing you the way that they are uh, and I think it, it's a, it would be a very natural response to say my step parent is treating me differently because you're just not used to that person so um, 
Do you know I actually don't refer to you as my stepdad anymore? Uh, yeah, we've had a little bit of discussion about that. Whenever people ask me about my parents, I'm like, oh yeah, my mom's name is April, my dad's name is Rockford. Yeah. And then they're like, wait, he doesn't look anything like you. And I'm like, well, he would be my stepdad, <laughs> but I don't call him that. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. I actually get told that Reagan and I look alike a lot, which is really funny. And I'm like, well, it's interesting. I mean, you know, people, alike. the more time that people spend around each other, they do tend to look alike. Um, some friends of ours have been married, I don't know, 25, 28 years, something like that. And they look fairly similar. One of their other friends was going, I think they were brother and sister when they were growing up. Because the more time you spend with somebody, you, you sort of begin to look like you, because you, you're around each other a lot. You dress fairly similarly. I mean, there are certain things that you pick up on, but it's an interesting thing. So. What else, Mom? What else do we want to know about Allison? So you're graduating in August. Mm-hmm. And what is your plan? My plan right now is to get into a salon in Tulsa. I have two that I like. One is called Identity, but it's Identity with a double I because it's run by twin sisters. And then the other one is a Robert Kermian salon that if I get in there... I can work in Tulsa, and then he also has salons in Oklahoma City that are sister salons, so if I wanted to ever like move to Oklahoma City, I can move there and work there. And they have two in Oklahoma City. They had two in Tulsa, but they had to shut one down, so there's only one in Tulsa. But the one in Tulsa is run by Robert Cromian's like, second-hand man, so I want to go there and learn from him. But my plan is to do hair, possibly do facials i haven't really set my mind on it i know for sure i do not want to do nails that is it grosses me out <laughs> pedicures and all that no is it funny that i used to wanted to be a uh, podiatrist and now i'm like hey, don't touch me mm-hmm. we did a lot of things this past year the christmas and things knowing that this would probably be the last year that everything was the same as it's always been mm-hmm. for Christmas Eve and Christmas and those things. So whenever you um, think about marriage and those things and you start to think about all of the different things that we've had to navigate just as a married couple, not even as a blended family, but then you add in the blend as well to where you've got different places that you have to go. So what does that look like for you? Have you even been thinking about that at this point? That this is what my family does and this is what I want to continue to do or I'm going to start something new. Well, my goal is since I have been born, since we do Christmas with your side, or Christmas Eve with your side, that that's going to say a thing. That I'm going to continue to do Christmas Eve and if I end up getting married, he's going to come with me and we're going to do Christmas Eve with you guys. And then Christmas Day, whenever we do presents, we'll come here. But we're going to have a Christmas at the house. But I still want to be around you guys. It's not going to be like, deuces. Well, (laughs) maybe it will, maybe it won't. That's what I'm saying. you got to start thinking about those things now. Because it's very important, I think, whenever you do cleave to have that 
this is how I feel about these things so that whenever it comes up, it's not a surprise and it's not an argument so that you can just say, look, this is what's going to happen and you can go on. Does that seem? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And those are conversations that people don't ever tell you that you should really have. You know, what do you do for 4th of July? Well, you know, my family has for 25 years gone to you know, the fireworks at Oklahoma City. And, you know, my family has, you know, sat around and drank beer all day long. I mean, it, you don't have those kind of conversations. And then you get married, and the first holiday after you get married, somebody's feelings get hurt. I mean, that's just, that's a typical thing. So, uh, you know, being prepared for those kind of things is always helpful. So. keeps you from like we were talking about having that first year of marriage five or ten times because you never really have those conversations and decide this is what we're going to do and then move on doing your family tradition yeah. alright so this is Allison this is some of the things that she has experienced so far since we've been married and uh we're excited to be able to share that with you. Thank you for doing this. Do you have anything else you want to add? I was thinking about whenever he said earlier about the whole, like, what is like the way that you guys have blended as siblings? And I was thinking about how I became, like, the mama bear to Thomas. Whenever he got the whole asthma attack thing at the school. Yeah, or the church. At the church. Yeah. I immediately thought of that after, like, we started talking, and I was like, I like to Mama Thomas and whatever that happened. So that is something we can talk about, and then we can follow up with Reagan on her side. So that happened about a year after the incident with mm-hmm. Reagan. Mm-hmm. And so whenever Reagan fell with the step stool and it collapsed on her thumb, and we had to take her to the hospital. You pretty much lost your head the whole time. Yeah, I did. Okay, there was blood there. I don't do blood. Well, and it was a very um, stressful new situation. Mm-hmm. And we walked through it very calmly, even though you were freaking out. And then about a year later, you had to keep your head and help Thomas with this asthma situation where you had to come back and get his medication and take it back to him. So tell me about what was going through your mind on that first day whenever Reagan fell and was pinned in the step school. I remember thinking that it was my fault. Okay. And that I was, that I had literally just like cut her thumb off. Yeah. And then... I didn't know how to get out of the stepladder, so we started screaming for you because I didn't know where you were either, but I knew that I couldn't get her out of the step stool. Mm-hmm. Whenever you came in, you lifted it up and got her thumb out. I was just like, okay, yeah, no, her thumb's cut off. Like, I know it's cut off. It's not going to be able to be, like, sewn back, and I'm freaking out because I was like, it's all my fault. And then whenever you were like, we got to find you the kids, pretty sure I ran the block looking for them, and I was mm-hmm. just like, yeah, no, I can't find them, which... It's actually really funny because I don't run, but apparently I thought I needed to. And I just remember being very, like, guilty that I had, like, just cut her thumb off. (laughs) So what had happened was 
Allison was cooking and Reagan was sitting on a fold up step stool and Reagan was notorious for leaning in chairs and she had her thumbs in the hinges and whenever it collapsed, it collapsed under her with her thumb completely bent back and contorted like it shouldn't be and it had ripped open. And so whenever I got Allison to leave and go look for the other kids, I helped Reagan get a rag and ice and as she's sitting there, she's just going, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And I said, it's okay, it's not a big deal. We're going to just, we're going to call dad. We're going to go to the hospital. And so on the way to the hospital, Allison kept trying to get Reagan to just be still and just be quiet. And I said, it probably helps to rock back and forth. <laughs> she was, she was rocking. And I was just like, oh, Then no, we got to still. the hospital and got her taken care of. She did really well. And then... You got to see an example of somebody being in a stressful situation and not freaking out. Mm -hmm. And whenever Thomas was at the church, we were actually, again, at the ER with Reagan because Reagan had had a episode with being ex extremely dehydrated and we thought that maybe she had had a stroke. And we were there with Reagan and Allison called and said Thomas was having an asthma attack. He was exacerbated and she had to instruct the adults at the church what to do. Because they came and got me at a youth group. They were like, we don't know where Thomas's inhaler is um, and yeah. he's not breathing right now. I was like, okay, well you've got to keep him from just sitting still. He's yeah. got to breathe. You got to make sure he's breathing. I got to go get his medicine. And so she came and got his medicine, brought it back to him until I was able to get there and bring him back to the ER as well. Made sure he took the whole breathing treatment because that little boy does not like to do that. Yeah. And so a lot of people at the church talked about how calm she was during that. Well, I'm also an asthmatic. So, I mean, like, I know how freaked out you get whenever you can't mm -hmm. breathe. And then with everybody sitting there, like, what do we do? How do we help him? It's not helping because then you're like, you feel like you can't catch your breath even more. Yeah. So, going from one year, freaking out because, oh my gosh, this horrible thing has happened, to the next year, being able to assess the situation and respond accordingly. What is it that you think you took away from those two situations? The freaking out does not help. And that the calmer that you are, even though you're probably in the inside, like, freaking out, like, the more you calmer you appear is the, like, the essence you're going to give up to everybody else so that they feel a lot more calm and safe. And it's not like, oh, we have to do something. He's going to die. Like, you feel a lot more at peace. I don't think I cried in front of Thomas. I think I cried on the car ride, but I knew that I had to be calm. Yeah. And he was fine. He's come to the emergency room several times after that because of it, but. Right. So. Anything else? No? Yeah. Alright. We'll see you guys next time. I'm broken to beautifully blended. Thanks.